Come, Holy Spirit, come by the most powerful intercession of the Immaculate Heart of Mary, your well-beloved spouse. There's a particular virtue that has really always been a hallmark of Christian culture, of how Christians have lived in their everyday life and in their everyday relationships. It's a virtue that we find all throughout the scriptures, both the Old Testament and the New. We find it in the early church, in the Acts of the Apostles. It's something that Jesus, in fact, commands of us something that many saints have kind of made one of the hallmarks of their spirituality, of even the mission of some of the orders that they have founded. But it's one that perhaps we don't often think about in the context of our Christian faith. I think, in fact, I was kind of thinking about, you know, I've been a priest for about eight years, and I think this is the first time I've ever given a homily on it. So I think it it sometimes doesn't get the attention that it deserves. And that virtue is the virtue of hospitality. Did you realize that that is a specifically Christian virtue to which we are all called to embrace and to practice? As I said, we find it all throughout the Old Testament, something the people of God in Israel always recognized as a a duty, as an obligation. We had an example in our first reading with prophet Elisha who was welcomed into the home of a couple that he often passed by, and and they showed him hospitality. They gave him a place to stay. And in order to reward them for that generosity and that love, God blesses them through the prophet with a son. There's another story of the prophet Elijah, who went to a, a widow in Zarephath, and she had almost nothing left. She thought her and her son were about to starve to death. And Elijah asked her, well, first, give me something to eat. She showed hospitality to the prophet, and God blessed her and miraculously multiplied the food. And Elijah lived there for a year. There's a famous story with Abraham. It was actually the first reading at Daily Mass yesterday, where Abraham shows hospitality to these three men who are, in fact, messengers of the Lord. They're angels from God. And they uh, promise him that Sarah is about to bear a son. There's stories with David and other prophets. As I mentioned, the Acts of the Apostles, the early Christians, one of the things that characterized their life in Christ was fellowship with one another. They lived in community, in communion with one another. They, They shared what they had. They held everything in common. There's a number of exhortations in the New Testament that were called to practice hospitality. As I mentioned, many of the saints, uh, St. Benedict, for example, said that every guest should be welcomed as Christ. He didn't come up with that on his own. That is found directly in the Gospels. And it's where, in fact, we see how seriously Jesus takes hospitality. In fact, he makes it a condition for our salvation, which might at first seem a bit startling. But think back to the famous parable of the Last Judgment in Matthew chapter 25, where Jesus gives us the corporal works of mercy by which we will be judged, by which the righteous will go off to eternal life and the wicked to eternal damnation. 
And he says, among other works of mercy, I was a stranger and you welcomed me. Hospitality. So we need to appreciate and recognize that this is not something optional for us, that we are all called to practice this form of fraternal charity, right? To love our neighbor as ourself, to show a kindness and an openness, a, a willingness to serve and take care of others, to welcome people into our lives, to practice Christian hospitality. But I think it might be helpful to first maybe say what hospitality is not. Sometimes we can develop these false ideals of, of how we're supposed to do something. And if we think, well, that doesn't really apply to me, then we think we don't have to do it. And so first, hospitality is not a one-size-fits-all. It's not identical for everyone in every situation. You don't have to be hospitable in the way that others are hospitable. But you do have to practice hospitality in the way that God is inviting you personally, as an individual, as a couple, as a family, to practice hospitality. And that can look unique. And so we all need to think and pray about what is God asking of me in my circumstances, in my situation, in my community. It can look unique and personal. And so it doesn't have to be what everyone else is doing. You don't have to compare your ability to be hospitable to anybody else's because it only matters what the Lord is asking of each of us. And so hospi hospitality, it's, it's not a one-size-fits-all. And it doesn't have to be perfect. Too often we think that our lives have to be perfect before we invite anyone else into them. Well, my house has got to be perfect and my kids have got to be perfect and you know, this has to be done and that has to be done and I have to have this ready. And we create all of these unrealistic expectations that are fantasies. Life is never perfect. Life is messy. And so there's a, a genuineness when we're willing to invite people in to the messiness of our lives because that's where life is real. And so don't allow those kind of false expectations or sometimes those excuses, right, to keep you from having this open and welcoming heart towards others. Hospitality doesn't have to be complicated. It doesn't have to be exotic or expensive or creative. It doesn't have to be what we see on social media or Pinterest, right? That's just the kind of the external trappings, the reality, the, the true heart of hospitality is just the invitation. The, the, the willingness to show love to another person. And that doesn't require really much of anything. So regardless of our circumstances, our resources, our situation in life, an individual, a couple, a family, there are ways in which all of us can have this Christian attitude of, of kindness, of generosity, of openness to guests, to others, to our neighbor, and even to the stranger. This is such an important virtue, I think, for us at all times, but particularly in our own day and age where we are becoming more and more disconnected, where so many people live lives that are really just virtual. They're online, they're through technology, and that doesn't truly satisfy the human desire that we all have for communion, for relationship, for face-to-face -face human interaction with people. 
And so as society perhaps becomes more and more technological and more and more virtual, there's therefore a a greater responsibility for us as Christians to, to practice personal, human, real life hospitality. But this also benefits us so profoundly. We all have a tendency to kind of turn in on ourselves and and make our life about us. You know, my situation, my responsibility, my obligations, I got this to do and that to do and work and family. And those could all be good things. But we need to be careful about turning in on ourselves, thinking uh, primarily about our own life and just trying to hold on you know, to our time and our energy and our, our free time or our resources. But Jesus warns us that, that when we do that, we actually end up losing what little we have because it's not meant to be hoarded. It's not meant to be kept for ourselves, but to be shared. And so we're willing, when we're willing to open ourselves up, to, to think of others, to go outside of our comfort zones, to, to embrace what might be inconvenient, to make those sacrifices of time, of energy, of resources, uh, to show charity and love to another, then Jesus says we will truly find our life. And so we can think about those opportunities and those ways in which God is calling us to be hospitable. But to go above and beyond what's easy and comfortable, yes, be hospitable with your family, absolutely. Be hospitable with your friends, absolutely. But if you stop there, That is not Christian hospitality. We're called to go beyond, to to open our lives up to others, to think about the the people in our life that maybe we don't spend that time with, people at work, people in our neighborhoods, people at schools, uh, people that we meet in our community that we kind of, well, I know who they are, but I haven't really welcomed them into my life. This is a way in which we can share Christ's love with others. We can be that that salt of the earth and the light of the world. To think about how we can be hospitable as as a parish, uh, towards visitors, towards guests, towards people in our community, people who might have been alienated from the church. How can we reach out to them? How can we reach out to people who might not have faith or might not know Christ? Jesus is calling us to to go above and beyond what's easy and what's comfortable. But he also promises us that that we will always receive more than we give. That when we reach out to the stranger, to our neighbor, to to a guest, when we show charity and kindness, Jesus says we're, we're actually doing that to him. I think we could all honestly say that we desire to experience more of Christ's presence in our life, in our homes, in our families. Well, we have to invite him in. And sometimes, oh yeah, it's easy to kind of prayerfully, spiritually invite Jesus into my home and into my family. But it can be a lot harder to physically invite another person in whom Christ's image is found into our home, into our family. But when we do that, Jesus says we're inviting him in. And he will abundantly reward those who show that kindness, that generosity, and that hospitality towards others.